Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast, where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry, and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. There are so many coaches and online education platforms out there, and I think it's so amazing because the industry has more support than ever before. I love it. What I wanna share with you is this. My mastermind group is different because it's me, and I'm here for you and able to guide you through your journey as your mentor and coach. I have been doing coaching for over five years now, and I really wanted to make it more accessible, more affordable, and easier for hairstylists to just have that support. So I created the Network Mastermind. Every two weeks, we hop on a live call and you can ask me literally anything. And then we have meaningful conversations about what's actually going on in the beauty industry. All of the calls are recorded so you can listen to them like your own private podcast. So if you love this podcast, you have literally (laughs) hundreds of hours of live power sessions where we talk about things that are actually going on in the industry and where we help other beauty professionals rise to whatever it is they're looking to achieve. And did I mention it's only $50 a month? Come on, it's a tax write-off. You get a coach for $50 and you get over 20 live coaching sessions with me. It's an absolute no-brainer. You're gonna make so much more money after joining my mastermind group. I absolutely guarantee it. For more information and to sign up, visit www.thenetworkmastermind.com. You can also save and get two months free when you sign up for the year. Again, it's a no-brainer. See you there. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Gina Bianca podcast. We're here for another installment of Salon Ownership Unfiltered, and I'm here with Daniel Mason Jones. We've been wanting to do something together for like years now. He's the owner of Muse Salon in Atlanta. He's an incredible mentor for salon owners, and he's one of my favorite people to listen to. So I'm so excited, Daniel. Thank you for making time to do this. Oh my gosh. Thank you. This is one of those moments on my bucket list. So thank you. (laughs) You say that and I'm just like, I didn't even know you knew who I was. Oh my gosh. Listen, I want you to know before we even get started, I, I love all that you stand for. And one of the greatest things and the reason that I carved out time with you today is that you are authentic. And, um, as our industry has been plagued for so many years with things that you know, there's a lot of stresses that are unnecessary and there's a lot of competition and you are the collaborator and you are the ultimate professional. So I am so honored to be here. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you about this topic, salon ownership. Um, You talk to a lot of salon owners on a regular basis, right? Yes. Yeah. So we were talking like, even before we went on, it was like, you know, what are the struggles you're hearing most salon owners have? You know, right now it's it's recruiting, retention, um, understanding the communication inside of our companies. You know, how how do I navigate as maybe a Gen Xer or a millennial? How do I navigate Gen Z? Or if I'm a Gen Z, how do I speak to um, elder millennial and, and even the boomers that are still in our industry? So 
Um, communication. And, and at the end of the day, you and I both know this, communication is the key that bridges all things. So there's this invisible, invisible bridge um, between confusion and clarity, and that is communication. So understanding that is, is key to retention, recruiting, and all of these things. Yeah, I think it's so important, like with all the different like age groups, right? And it's like, we're all just people and just people. Exactly. Like one of the things that like, I always go back to is like that Brene Brown clears kind. Like yes. a lot of the time, it's just that communication that is missing and being able to like authentically communicate with people instead mm -hmm. of being like, they don't want to work or they don't want this. And just like, kind of like dumping that on them. And it's like, yeah. are you trying? <laughs> exactly. And that's a heavy burden for them too. You know, um, I was just in Wisconsin this past weekend and did six classes like back to back. And um, in that, the biggest thing that kept coming up was the generations and um, the disparity between them and Gen Z, they feel, and I had them stand up in one of the rooms. I said, I want every Gen Z to stand up right now. And they stood up and I said, I want you just to say one word out loud to the room that you've heard about your generation. And, you know, it was everything from weak to entitled to lazy to narcissist to all these negative words. Not one positive word was said. And collectively, I asked them, I was like, hey, so how does that make you feel? And they were like, it's heavy. I'm like, it is heavy. And so I was like, you know, in our company, we've hired so many Gen Z's. We've hired almost 11 in the past three weeks. Um, and they're so incredible. They're so smart. They do have different ways of doing things. And I think it's a light for all of us to, to understand and, and to see what they see. Um, and it helps us work easier. Yeah. And I think any generation could be entitled, lazy, narcissist. I think One, I've anybody. got a few in my generation. I don't know about you. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. My, um, all the people that I hire to to work with me like closely are very young Gen Z people and they teach me so much. My assistant says I'm Gen Z at heart. So what, I think we might be soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I always, I'm like, keep, they keep me young too. And they, they just could teach you so much and you could teach really them you could teach them so much if they trust you yeah. if they don't trust you and like believe in you and like know that you're like out for the right reasons then they're not going to yeah. listen to you because they do have like a pretty they have like a pretty good like bullshit meter mm, i love that you're so they, right <laughs> they do <laughs> and like i'm on like because i work with uh i worked with quite a few brands so like I was, I'm on corporate TikTok. Like when I'm scrolling yeah. through TikTok, I'll see like corporate stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just like my algorithm, right? And I'll see like these younger, like Gen Z people being like, why are we doing this? Why is it this way? And they're like, they're the generation that questions everything. Yeah, and they and should. They should, 100%. And um, I don't know. I just really think that like instead of the mindset of like nobody wants to work, it's mm -hmm. like such a, it's such, it will hold you back as a leader for sure. Absolutely. And discourage you. Talk about mental health around that. You know, you're going to wind up being so incredibly stressed and creating so much additional anxiety that's unnecessary. It's just, we, we have to embrace what is and to move along with that. Yeah. And, you know, as leaders, we're like, we're the lead of the company. So if we're not okay, and we're walking around with a fake ass smile pretending we're okay. Like everybody knows that. They do. They can see right through it.
Yeah. They could feel it and it will show up in everything that you do. So, well, that's one way to open the episode. Um, the other way I usually will ask people, tell me your story. Like, how did you get into what you're doing? Um, you said you were a funeral director. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in the funeral business. I know crazy, right? (laughs) I started working in the funeral home when I was 14 years old and it was, It was kind of one of those things I knew in my in my soul at that time. I was like, I'm going to be a funeral director. I want to take care of the grieving. And uh, it w- I did work with the dead, obviously, but I, it was more about taking care of the families that were in pain. And that's something I've always just, my heart, I feel like I was born to love people. Like, I just love people. And um, when people are hurting, I I always want to make it better. And so that got me into that business. And I did that through high school and then graduated long story. But then I ended up going to Atlanta, Georgia and going to college for that lived in a funeral home, worked in a funeral home. And funny enough, I know you're quite the colorist. Um, there, there's a color wheel inside the embalming room, just the same as there is in our color area. <laughs> and the colors work exactly the same when it comes to body preparation and preservation. So um, I had a lady, she told me, she goes, I think that you should be a hairdresser. And I was like, you're insane. There's no way that I want to touch hair. That's disgusting. She quickly reminded me that I embalm people. So, um, <laughs> so I, um, I looked it up and there was actually an opportunity in the newspaper because I am not a Gen Z or we did not have the internet back then. Uh, there was an article in the newspaper or, a, I'm sorry, an ad for a salon apprenticeship. And I knew that I could not afford at the time to go to beauty school. And I did an apprenticeship, went to work in the salon. And I'm telling you, day one, I walked in, I was like, this is where I have always belonged. So, and I still get to wear black by choice. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And now you own a salon. How long has your salon been around? If you're looking to become an educator in the beauty industry, but you just don't know where to start or if you're struggling with that imposter syndrome, like who am I to be an educator? We have the program for you. It's called Educate with Influence. It has been created by myself and my business partner, Olivia Thompson, also known as OMG Artistry. We created this program to help bridge the gap between educator and influencer, because let's be honest, in today's day and age, you need both skill sets to become successful, especially if you wanna become an independent educator. This is critical because brands will not even look at you if you don't have a following and if you don't have experience. The competition is big. So we created this course to give you a leg up in the industry and to just share with you how to do it because there's nothing in the industry like it. This course is made up of three modules and a ton of bonus content. The first module is how to become an educator, how to teach, how to be a good presenter, how to deliver a message, how to make sure your students get the most from your classes, how to organize a classroom and to manage a classroom. Then the next module is with Olivia and she teaches you how to cultivate your influence, how to build, manage, and grow your social media platform. And we even do live coaching calls so you can ask us any questions that you have while you're building your education program. The next module is with me. It's a hefty module. We talk about transforming your art into a business. We talk about how to tour, how to decide what to teach, how to build a lesson plan, how to 
organize events, ticketing, payments, pricing, everything. We talk about it all. And again, we do those live sessions. So if we missed anything or you have a unique thing that you need help with, we're here to help you. We also have a community of incredible educators who have completed the program and who want to help you succeed. If you're interested in Educate with Influence, visit www.educatewithinfluence.com to learn more or to sign up today. We are going to be 18 years old this coming June. So we're excited. We're about to have number two. Um, So, and we're really being forced to. So this company that we're in right now, um, we just made another hire yesterday. We're at 76 employees inside this one company. And we we have a wait list to work here. We have no more room in the company to be here. So we have to get this other salon open and it's already, we've already got it staffed as well. So um we're so thankful and i I tell you like it's not us it's the people that work behind these doors that make this magic happen that's amazing but like how do you have a wait list of people that want to work there like what is attracting them to (laughs) that facility it's just culture and you know i feel bad sometimes because i i been on the phone a lot this week with salon owners talking about, you know, I'm coming to do classes for them and and that's their biggest struggle. And I'm like, look, here's the deal. They're like, they've lost people. We all lose people. I lost one last Friday. Um, And that's okay. That's part of the journey is change. And uh, people aren't going to stay with you forever. Let's be real. We didn't stay with people forever. And so in our company, we're a big celebration culture. In fact, as soon as we're finished with this interview this morning, the the party will be started, but I'm going to go mingle in. We have a lot of people will call them staff meetings, but ours are celebrations. And so we have a celebration this morning. We celebrate everything. And I mean everything. So birthdays, uh, successes, credit card payoffs, um, goals that are reached. And we put them on a beautiful slide deck and we just celebrate. And um, so the energy in this building in just a little bit will be off the actual charts. It's so fun. But what makes our company a little bit different, and and I don't want to get into a whole spiel because I know like owners are like, I can't do that. And, and there was a time that we couldn't either. Um, but we, we saw the need that hairdressers were not retiring. And um, there was a, there was a huge Mis- miscommunication somewhere people are like oh i make all this money i'm like well why aren't you retiring um so i've always said this and i know that you're a straight shooter and and i am too but it's um money our numbers don't lie but people do and so we had to look at the numbers and we started to see that the uh the gaps there was no health insurance for our industry there was no vacation pay time off there was none of these things um, there was no retirement plans. And so we have 401k with 4% match and we have, we have all the other things and we do really, really generous education bonuses every year. So we set aside about 150,000 for education. We take our team to Europe, like, and um, these are things that we wanted to be able to do. Now, if you're not a salon owner and you're listening to this right now and you're like, well, I wish my owner would do that. Your owner wishes you would sell retail so that they would have enough money to do that. So um, it's a it's a whole collaboration that has to take place. I'm going to throw this freaking computer right now. Thank you for saying that because I <laughs> keep seeing that like, oh, get rid of the front desk. Don't sell retail. Oh. Like I can't. What is that nonsense? I can't. I just I can't. <laughs> I won't. It's so weird. I'm like, if Warren Buffett, we all know who he is, says that you have to have seven streams of revenue to become financially free. So you have color revenue, you have cut revenue, you have extension revenue, you have gratuity revenue, you have retail revenue. Gratuity revenue. Yeah. Hello. 
why would you get rid of that if you don't want it and you think it's toxic send it to me because i'm gonna give it to charity and it makes me feel really happy and i claim mine because i'm an honest guy but i think we're Dina, twins I, I told you we're like okay. we're the same human <laughs> you're way prettier oh my god stop i'm not okay oh, okay yeah i'm gonna throw this computer and it's so funny you said uh numbers don't lie but people do my favorite yeah. quote is men lie women lie numbers don't from jay-z what <laughs> yes it's from on to the next that song on to the next one it's like, <laughs> men lie women lie numbers don't and i i say it all the time it's real it's so real so, um, yeah, so these things are what make us different. And um, we are a huge, and I am incredibly proud of this. We are a very diverse salon. Um, I'm here in Atlanta, and I was so sick of the narrative of there was a white salon or this salon or that salon. I was like, we are a salon. We all have hair. We all have needs. We all want to look beautiful. We all want to feel important. We all want to feel loved and accepted. And so that is who we are. And um, that's another huge part of who we are. Right now, if you were to walk into my salon, outside is decorated for Diwali. Um, Diwali starts November 12th. So we have a huge Indian population here. They are so excited um, to feel celebrated. And of course, we have our tree up and our tree is decorated with stars because we knew Hanukkah is just around the corner. And so our salon is all about love and acceptance. That's our brand. And it's people are looking for that. People are looking for radical inclusion and it just feels amazing. Radical inclusion. Yeah. And that just came out of my, I've got to remember that because I like that. <laughs> you need to write that down. I think I do. Put, uh, do something with that. That is like really good. I'm like, maybe you're, you're my muse this morning. I think so. I, for everyone listening, this is the first time him and I've gotten to talk. So if you're listening and you know me and like the things I talk about, you know, I'm like geeking out right now. <laughs> it's just like, I love that they're all witnessing our first hangout. I love it. All right. I mean, this is real talk. I know. I know. Um, okay. So you answered a whole bunch of the questions that I normally ask, um, oh, good. like, but what is your business model? Are you commission? Are you team-based? Are you booth? We are, your... we are very commission. Um, and I know they're in, and I think, are you also? So I owned a team-based salon for five years and then I yeah. went into my education business and I yeah. want to focus on my education. So I ended up closing my team base and I opened a 30 chair booth rental. So I'm okay. very like, I'm my full-time job is my education business. I love that. And my booth rental salon is absolutely wonderful. I have great managers there. Yeah. I'm there every day almost, but um, I, I, it's definitely a different responsibility. Yes. For yes. Me, you know, so it's a little easier for me. And I love that because when you are a commission salon, you are, ooh, it's a lot, especially when you have tons and tons of employees. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I love that. And what I know about your vibe, um, even though we've never met, I know this, I know it in my soul. Um, is you push professionalism to the core. And I think that's so incredible. And you push people to to find their greatest self. And I think that also is incredible. So we are a commission salon. We operate like a rental salon, though, interestingly enough. So um, we, we pay up to 50% commission. There's none of that weird back bar service fee. We don't do any of that stuff. Um, I open the business. So I assume responsibility for all the charges and costs. Um, 
And I know that might have hit wrong for a lot of people, but that's why a lot of people leave commission salons is because they're like, well, if I'm going to buy my products, I may as well just do this on my own. Um, we we have complete flexibility in our company. So if you want to work one day a week, we're fine with that. If you want to work six hours a week, we're fine with that. If you want to work two days a month, we're fine with that. Um, just understand, like, you probably won't have a dedicated chair inside the salon. You'll float. But um, people love that. And we've seen a huge group of people that used to work independently, just solo, coming into our salon model because like, well, I I get complete freedom now because I'm I'm able to work the schedule that I want to work and I don't have to do the other thing. So it's about finding the right model. And I've always said this. There's no right model. There's no wrong model. It's finding the right model for you and what fits I agree. you. Because there is, there's a million ways to highlight hair, right? You can get blonde a million different ways and not one's right or wrong. It's just, well, it's, unless you damage it. But. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But yeah. So the business models commission, the vibe is celebrate everything and radical inclusion. Those two, yes. like, I'm not okay at those. Those are amazing. Um, <laughs> the And um, your employees do get to make their own schedule and they have that yes. flexibility. I love that. Um, the next question that I have is like, what's your ideal employee? Like somebody walks in for an interview, like, what are you looking for in that interview? Like what jumps out to you? What's something that you're just like, yes. And then Joy. what's some, it, what was it? Joy. If they're happy, you know, if they, if they bring joy to the table, listen, you and I know this, we've trained people, we've trained thousands of people. You can train anybody to paint. You can train anybody to formulate. You can train anybody to cut a line but you can't train joy. And if you were to walk into our salon, you would feel so much love. And, and this is as true as it can be. In fact, um, Allure Magazine came in and secret shopped us. They shopped a couple of the larger salons here in Atlanta. We were the last stop. I did this young lady's hair. She came in. Um, we spent a little extra time with her. I had no idea who she was. She was adorable. And at the end of her service, she goes, I love my hair so much. And I love that you took the time to show me how to wear it wavy and straight. You taught me how to use the iron, all these additional things that we do here. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, of course. I was like, you're fabulous. Now you know how to do your hair. She goes up front to pay. And she says, by the way, you were secret shopped. I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, I'm with Allure magazine. I was like, shut your actual mouth. I was like, I'm so <laughs> glad you told me that now because I feel a little sick. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, no, it was an incredible experience. And she goes, I had great experiences at the other places I went to as well. Atlanta has some incredible salons. And she goes, I had great experiences, but there was something different about this place. So when the article came out, she actually wrote that um, she loved her experience. She loved that the attention to detail, but she said there was something unique about me, salon and spa. It felt as if it had its own heartbeat. And that was everything to me because I was like, she felt who we are. She felt that we are love and joy inside this building, which was awesome. Damn. And it just felt good. You know, I mean, you look at the people that come into our salons and they're divorced or they're divorcing or they don't feel their best or maybe their hair is thinning or whatever the cause we all know in this industry. And so when people can walk in and genuinely just feel loved and accepted and especially with this many people in the building, it's intimidating to walk into a salon this big and um, they walk in and they feel at home and we hear it all day long. And it's just beautiful. That's my favorite thing to hear. I, of course we want them to say, I love my hair, but I really want them to say, Oh my gosh, I felt so good when I came into the salon. That's what we live for. 
Yeah. It gave me goosebumps. That's really beautiful. And as a salon owner, I would be like running up a wall. If <laughs> someone said that about my salon. Yeah. It just feels good. Yeah. That's amazing. There's this like really, just cause like we've been like connecting on some of the same like quotes and stuff on this call. I want to share one with you. Cause it, like, just, it made me think of it. So part of my yoga teacher training, I had to read this book called a new earth by Eckhart Tolle. Did you read yeah. this book? Yes. Okay. So, you know, on like one of the last pages and he says, joy doesn't come from what we do. It flows into what we do from deep within us and then into the whole world. And how amazing is that? It's like, that is like a total, what's the word? Like personification of that. 100%. And wouldn't it be fascinating? You know, when we look inside of our companies, we look at our employees, we look at our, our guests, we look at our renters, the people that we're around. Um, and you look at the people that truly exude joy. I've always said this. When you when you find the people that exude joy, I can always tell you this. And I can ask you this question. If you think of the one person that just brings you pure light, I can ask you, do they wake up every day to serve themselves or do they serve others? And I know your answer is going to be that they wake up in the service of others. And that's the true magic. You know, if, if this meeting this morning, I'm going to celebrate my team. I've got so many shout outs that we have to do. Um, two of our young babies here in the salon that I literally could pinch their faces off. They're so adorable. They taught classes this past Monday and the attendance was through the roof. Um, and just see, I wasn't here because I was teaching in Wisconsin. I kept seeing the videos and the photos on, so on social media. My heart was completely thrilled because I could see what was radiating through them. It was the confidence that we've instilled and just by believing in people. So the joy, the belief, the empowerment of other people. This is what it's all about. And when people are stressed inside their companies, you have to ask yourself, like, what am I doing to create joy? What am I doing to empower the other people? And the biggest thing is it's never about us, the owners or the leaders. It's always about your team. It's always about them. When you step into leadership, you step into a place of humility where you have to step down and know that you're not the star. The star is going to be your your teammates, and your guests that come in. I love it. Um, to build off of the communication that we talked about, you said you have a meeting right after this. How often are you meeting and communicating with your staff? Like, what does that look like? Because a lot of salon owners or a lot of, you know, even stylists will be like, we haven't had a meeting in a year. Oh, no. Uh, what are... No. What is your, like, like, what does that communication look like? And do you have help? Because with 76 employees, mm. you know, are you doing it's like monthly check-ins? <laughs> like yes. how, if your team wants to talk to you, like, mm. how does that work? So what does the communication time. look like within the company? Um, so we have these, these celebrations are held once a month and they're, I'm telling you, they're so fun. This morning we're doing super fun donuts. I'm definitely excited about that. Um, we've had, and they're in before. person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we have hybrid. They have the option if they don't want to come because of flexibility, like um, they can they can attend virtually, too. So we do games. Um, we have hired we've had everything from Diana Ross impersonators come into our meetings where we all had custom T-shirts made for Diana Ross for that one hour. Um, we've had food trucks. We have you can't even imagine the stuff that we do just to have fun. Um but in these meetings, they're held once a month. As far as communication, our team know that they can get to us at any time. We typically carve out time for them in advance. That way it's not like, I'm like, hey, Gina, can we have a talk? You may have PTSD from being in trouble in high school <laughs> and feel that you're in trouble. 
rarely is anybody ever in trouble here. And like, and when I say trouble, it's just not really a thing. Uh, I'm like, girl, <laughs> do you have 30 seconds? You know, you forgot to charge or you forgot to do this or whatever. It's, but it's never a trouble thing. Um, again, I don't want people to be scared to work in this company. And, and the old idea of a boss is so disgusting to me. Um, we lead people, we manage systems, and that's what we do. Um, and everybody's a leader once you come inside this company, too. That's another thing. If you're 18 years old and you come here today, um, you're a leader because you're leading some sort of experience in the company. And I need to hear your leadership values. And we will grow those leadership values because our job is to create leaders. Um, so, yeah, but communication is always open here. We have uh, for the people that do work on leadership inside the company, our mentors, we have our own Facebook groups. We have um like Snapchat, we have all these things where we communicate with each other all the time. If we need to have Zoom meetings, whatever that is, but there's always there's always boots to the ground with communication because you can never over communicate. We learned that in 2020. Yeah, totally. Love that. So once a month for your celebrations, they're hybrid. They can show up if they want, but you have pretty cool stuff happening in person. So I'm sure a lot uh, of them show up in they, person. They show up. I <laughs> they love definitely that. show up. Yes. I love it. Now here's a question just kind of opposite of the other question is like, you know, someone comes in for an interview. What's like a red flag that you look for or like uh, a pet peeve. If they come in playing on their phone. I can't with the phone. I, I will not because you're going to live on your phone the rest of the time. And that's just not going to work for us. It's so um, true. It's just weird. If they come in the door and they're looking at our retail or they're kind of like just looking around the vibe and the culture you know that they're bought in. Um, but yeah, if they come in, uh, if they come in, another thing is just like a customer. If they come in and say, oh, I've been every hairstylist around and nobody can do my hair right. They're like, well, I worked in eight salons and they're all terrible. I'm like, baby, I'm sure you're an amazing human. I bet you are. Um, we need to do some soul searching because not every salon's bad. In fact, most salons are not bad. It's number one, uh, and there are bad salons, so let me correct that. But not every salon is bad. Sometimes it's your attitude. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think about every job that I've ever had in my entire life. My first paid job was at Walmart. Um, I was a cashier, and I would, I'm from a small town. Um, it was right beside our high school, so it was super easy to work there. I would get so angry if they would put me in the 10 items or less lane because I couldn't connect with customers in 10 <laughs> items. I'm like, you can bring that whole cart through here. It's completely fine because <laughs> I wanted to make, <laughs> I wanted to make connections, but even working at Walmart, I worked at Dillard selling uh, shoes. Um, every job that I've ever had, I can, I can honestly tell you, I have never had a job that I hated ever. There were things that I didn't like, and there might be things that were immoral or wrong there, but I have never had a job that I hated because <laughs> I just like where I am. Wherever I am, I like to be there. Yeah, you're bringing that joy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other question I had is, how do you feel about gratuity-free salons? And I think we already <laughs> established it. I want to tell you guys about the best kept secret in the beauty industry, Marlowe Beauty Supply. I used to spend so much time searching for the salon essentials I needed at the best prices that worked for my business. As soon as I found Marlowe, the search was over. Marlowe Beauty Supply is a one-stop shop that is only for beauty professionals, meaning their prices are super low and they don't sell to your clients. 
Their shipping is so fast and ordering is easy. Just make a free account at marlobeauty.com or place an order by phone with our amazing customer care team. They ship right to you, leaving you more time for your business. Head to marlobeauty.com to create your free account and to start shopping for all of your salon and spa needs. Well, you know, you do what you need to do um, in your business model. I'm over here in my lane, which is the left one. I'm going fast. Um, and some people like to hit the brakes in the right lane. You do you, honey, bunny, but I'm going. I'm also in the fast lane. Let's go queen. Um, <laughs> I love to tell the story. My husband retired from hair when he was 40 years old and, and I kind of slight, side joke because he married me, but on the other side, he, he really was successful behind the chair and we live a really, really charmed life. And with that being said, we have figured out how to make a lot of money behind the chair and it was never. I know people are like, well, you make money because you own the salon. That's funny. Um, <laughs> numbers don't lie, but people do. Uh, so we don't make a ton of money owning the salon because of how we pay our team. But what I do know is I make lots of money doing other things. And um, so we we just we've kept ourselves in, in a place where, you know, we're keeping moving in the in the fast, fast lane left side. So gratuity free salons for me. I think, and this is just my personal opinion, and everyone that's listening is entitled to theirs. I respect you and them and all the people. But for me, if if I went back to my 21-year-old self, where I was literally struggling to eat, um, I was paid minimum wage in the salon as an apprentice. I prayed for tips. I literally would pray for tips. And I remember... <laughs> I'm gonna I shouldn't name drop, but I'm gonna name drop because it's so funny and he's hilarious and whatever with media. But Todd Chrisley on Chrisley Knows Best, I would pray for him to come in because every time I would shampoo his hair, he would give me a hundred dollar bill. And I'm gonna tell you, Gina, that meant that I was gonna eat that week. Um, and so the idea of me as a leader taking that away from my team. Seems a bit selfish, but that's just simply my opinion. So I want my team to be able to be tipped. Um, I pay them really well. People say, well, you don't pay them enough or you should charge enough that you can make tips. I believe that you can do both. Minimum wage here in the state of Georgia is $7.25 and our associates make up to $19 an hour plus gratuity. So I assure you we pay them enough. Um, but I believe that they earn, they earn what they make. They work hard, just like all of us stylists do. So um, I don't believe in taking money away. So people do what they need to do, but taking retail away, taking taking uh, gratuity away, why would you take an industry that averages 22500 a year and make it poorer by taking more away? Wow. Um, yeah. So it just seems, it seems silly to me and counterintuitive, but again, maybe somebody could change my mind, but I don't think so. Facts. Um, Facts. Yeah. I love it. Um, so winding down, just two more questions for you. And this, there's one question for the salon owner listening and then a question for the future salon owner listening. So the first question for the salon owner listening is what do you think every salon owner needs to like realize today? Like what do they need to just get through their head and just know? <laughs> change is coming. <laughs> change is always here. We work in the industry of change. Why are we so reluctant to change? That always Why happens. are we shocked when it happens? Hello, we live in the, we create change. We are the change creators. So why would be, why would we be fearful of it? Um, 
so yeah, no, change is coming. Be ready. And in it, yep, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the next question. And if you don't ask it, then I'm gonna answer one one side note. Well, the and the next question is for the person who wants to open a salon and their mm. dream is to open a salon. Like, what advice would you give them as like say this is like a close friend of yours and you're gonna tell them like it is, like what's the advice you're gonna give them? First thing I'm gonna say is if you can't be led. You don't deserve to lead. Um, and I feel that in my soul. So if you can't be led, then you don't deserve to lead. Leadership is is not a, um, we, we've heard it before, it's, it's kind of a cheesy saying, but leadership isn't a title. It's a responsibility. So if you aren't able to be led by other people, you probably don't have leadership traits because a true leader has a servant's heart. And so we have to be able to lead. I work with and for my team. Right. So people are like, oh, what is it like to work for you? I'm like, nobody works for me. They work with me. We work together. And I'm very clear about that. Any of our company will tell you that. Um, the other thing that I would say is just keep yourself to the ground as much as you can and lean into your team. Don't always focus on the numbers of the company. Focus on them. Focus on what their needs are. Everyone's needs are going to be uniquely different. So maybe I focus on. One of my team, we we have that right now where someone was in a relationship that was a bit abusive. Um, our job is to make sure they're okay. That That's the biggest thing. And they finally were able to come forth with the courage to, to tell their story and to get out of the situation. Our job isn't to tell them to sell more bottles of shampoo. They'll sell the shampoo. Our job is to let them know that they're safe, they're loved, they're cared for. And that this is their safe space. They can come to this place and know that they're safe. That they're around a team of people that love them and are behind them. And um, so that's that's the biggest thing. I think I think old old school salon owners are so caught up in old school ways that that's not going to work today. And I've, I've always said, if you hear someone say, "We've always done it this way," those are death words. Those are the words that'll close your business. It'll end your clientele so quickly. So be open to change, be open to possibility and be open to the people that you're around. Yeah, I love that. And then I have a question just out of curiosity, like what is your, like what's your role, your daily, your day-to-day -day thing? Cause you're working with brands, you're teaching, you're yeah. behind the chair. Are you behind the chair? Like what, what is your, Absolutely. like walk me yeah. through your week. Just walk me through your week. I just need to know. It's chaos right now. <laughs> we're building a salons. So we're meeting with contractors. The phone's blowing up 24 seven. Um, I am behind the chair. I currently work two and a half days a week behind the chair and um, I've slowed down the days, but I sped up how I work behind the chair. This is where I might will lose people. I work with four associates. Um, so I book five columns at a time. I love that. Me too. That's what you I used to do. What? That's what I, I don't do it anymore because um, Gosh. I I don't do it anymore mainly just because I'm like I would rather be educating. Yes. And I, I chose to like step back from it. But when I was behind the chair, I was working with four or five people and booking four or five at a time. One hundred percent. So and I, I love that people are like, Oh, I could never do that. Cool. Not with that right. attitude. Let's celebrate that and and let's just know that no one told you to and no one asked you to. I love doing it though. It's so fun. Um, because what I'm doing, Gina, is Every time my associates graduate from me from behind the chair, they know how to powerhouse and crank out a six-figure uh, year. 
working not a lot of days. And so everybody's like, oh, I want to work smarter. I want to do this. But they really don't because everything they're doing is making their lives harder. Like I see all the, the TikTok trends. I'm like, you literally are doing everything. Everything you're saying, you want to make your life easier. You want to make more money. You want work-life balance. You're doing everything to make yourself work harder. It is just bizarre to me. But again, different different conversation, different day. But um, yeah, so I, I work behind the chair. I There are days that I will see upwards of 25 to 30 guests in a day. Um, and I know people are like, well, there's no way that you can connect with your customers. Cool. Come hang out with me. Um, you'll see how close I am with it. Most of my customers have been with me since the very beginning. Um, they've not gone anywhere and they, they appreciate how I work. I don't work slow behind the chair um, because... W- studies all across the industry all globally have said that people have reduced their frequency of visits in the salon because it takes entirely too long to get their hair done. So, um, you know, for me, I just, I like to move and you being from up North, you get it. You, (laughs) people think we're slow down here in the South. I'm like, don't, don't be fooled. We work really quickly. So, um, I, I do that. I travel on the weekend. So typically if I work a half day on Saturday, I fly out Saturday night to whatever city that I go to. Um, I, I teach in that city on Sunday, Sunday night, I fly to the next city and then I teach there on Monday. I fly home. Um, a lot of times now on Tuesday nights from 9 PM until typically around 1 AM, I work virtually. I'm training Asia. Um, so I'm doing classes every week. Um, and (laughs) starting in January, I start really early in the morning. I'm going to be working with the middle East doing virtual trainings. I do five weeks at a time with that. And then I get my regular day started. I So if I'm done at 6am, that means I go wake up my son for school. We have breakfast together. We go over our study guide so that he keeps his grades going. Um, take him to school, which we celebrate the whole time in the car. Um, <laughs> and then I go to work and I lead my team. And so um, it is it is a busy time for me right now. And I've chosen that. I, this is the life that I want for myself. So I'm living my dream life. And, um, and I also know that I'm giving myself and my team financial freedom. So, um, it's a wild rodeo that I'm living, but it is certainly fun and it is incredibly fulfilling. What I know is one day, if we're all lucky enough, we're going to be old, which I hope we all make it there. Um, we'll be old and we're going to be forced to sit down. We're going to be forced to not be able to move the way that we are. We're going to be forced to not be able to make the community and connections. If you were to go sit in, Uh, a retirement home today or a nursing home and you see those sweet people that are sitting there they can't do anything and i can't imagine how pitiful that is for them so for me i personally want to give and get as much out of this life as i can while i'm willing and able to um, so that one day when i'm in that situation that i can sit back and say thank god i was able to love that many people and i'm so grateful i was able to serve that many people because I just feel like we're all given this beautiful gift of life and I would hate to waste it. Wow. I I just love you so much. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> I can't believe this is the first time we, we got together and I feel I, like I've known you forever. Likewise. Is that weird? I don't care. It's like a kindred spirit. It's so bizarre. Oh but my yeah, God. What a wonderful, here. wonderful episode. I'm sure everybody is in their car, like on their way to work. Like, damn, I'm lucky to be in this career. <laughs> right. And give me some gratuity. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're not wrong. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Gina, oh. you're amazing. Oh, you are too. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope you have the best meeting uh, celebration. So good. It's your celebration. So um, I appreciate you so much. If you ever need me for anything, please call <laughs> you have my number. Please call me. You're the best. Um, um, I think you are. Maybe we'll do something fun together in the future. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for you and all that you have poured into this industry and that you continue to pour. And I think it's just special. And I love your realness. So what an honor to hang out with somebody like you today. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Amazing. All <laughs> right, everybody go follow him at Daniel Mason Jones, follow his salon, Muse salon, take his seminars, take his workshops, like everything that you could possibly, you know, learn from him. Please take advantage of it. He's amazing. <laughs> and we'll you. see you all on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Salon Ownership Unfiltered. This series has been so fun to record. I've learned so much from all of the amazing guests, and I'm so grateful that I'm able to provide this amazing free resource to all of you. It wouldn't be possible without all of my sponsors, my mastermind group, and Educate with Influence because those amazing people and businesses support this free education. So please check Check out all the sponsors. Visit ginabianca.com slash podcast to get all of the information and more resources attached to this episode. I would also love to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you're loving the podcast. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you guys soon and hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next one.